need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else? You can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves, but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role-play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web. And now, here she is, Dr. Susan Block. Brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, artists and exhibitionists, voyeurs and connoisseurs, bonobo babes and monkey spankers, mm. tree huggers, mm. vegisexuals, <laughs> and dirty minds. I mean like dirt, dirt, right? Eco sluts. Cucumber suckers, nature's own dildos. Love you, baby. Earth lovers, all you children of sex. And we are all children of sex. We may or may not be children of God, Jesus, Allah, Gaia. I don't know, or I don't know. But one thing we do know, we are all children of sex. This cucumber, you know, goes into a hot tomato. Well, sometimes it, it happens in a petri dish, of course, but it's still sex. Sex is what brings us into the world. Sex is what motivates us to stick around for a while. Uh-huh, baby. And uh, sex is what we generally talk about here on the Dr. Susan Block Show, broadcasting live from Bonoboville. Where are those bonobos? Let me hear those bonobos. Yes, indeed we are all. Apes at heart and genetically, all the different ways. Mm -hmm. And we are all children of sex with a capital X. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Can I hear an A women? Hey, women. 
Yes, indeed, brothers and sisters. I want to welcome you to the womb room where tonight's subject is just so basic. It's like uh, the essence of life. And it's the launch. Wow. The heavenly bodies are speaking to us. It's the launch of a beautiful new book. Ecosexuality, when nature inspires the arts of love. And kind of the start of an ecosexual relovution. <laughs> a revolution of love, a revolution with love inside of it. Revolution inspired by the arts of love, the natural arts of love. And this beautiful book, which uh, yours truly wrote the foreword to, <laughs> has been edited, collaborated upon, pulled together and created by my very special guest, Dr. Serena Gaia. Anderlini Donofrio. Did I get that all right? Yeah. Brava, brava, say brava. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to call you that anymore tonight. No, uh, Serena Gaia, Dr. Serena Gaia, is the co-editor of this uh, sumptuous feast of literary deliciousness by just a, a bevy of, of important writers and thinkers and movers and booty shakers in the field of ecosexuality, which is kind of a field that's been around, I mean, since before there have been fields. <laughs> <laughs> since before there have been humans. I mean, it's, it's like the earth. And yet, it is kind of a new movement that, that, uh, that we're now calling the ecosexual movement. And Dr. Serena Gaia is one of the very important leaders of this movement, so we're really excited to have her here. She's also an esteemed humanities professor at the University of Puerto Rico. Olé who moonlights as a visionary world leader of the burgeoning ecosexuality movement. And she is the author of the book Gaia. You may have seen, read, uh, felt, came out in 2010. Dorian Sagan, son of another great visionary, Carl Sagan. Remember Carl Sagan? Heard of him, right? <laughs> Visionary of the skies, those heavenly bodies, right? Uh, well, he wrote the foreword to that. And 
uh, Dr. Serena Gaia also wrote a book called Eros. How about that? We know a little something about Eros here in Bonoboville. Eros in 2007, and the week's subject uh, in 1998, editor of Bitopia and Bisexuality and Queer Theory, Plural Loves and Women and Bisexuality, and uh, a blogger at Poly Planet Gaia. So let's uh, put our hands together and welcome again Dr. Serena Gaia. Thank you. Mm. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Congratulations on this amazing accomplishment. Thank you, Susan. That I have enjoyed collaborating with you on towards pretty much the end of it. Yes. After I kind of introduced you to the Bonobo way. Right. You knew a little something <laughs> about Bonobos, and you knew they were kind of this connection. Yes, they from were. From humans to the rest they of the earth. Yeah, they were the missing link. Mm. A little bit of a missing link. A little bit. Serena's mic up. Yeah. Bit. And we need to up her volume, I think. You are talking right into your yes, microphone. Yes, there I we am. go. Uh -huh. Yeah, the missing link between what we were. That's going up. Uh, yeah, what we were doing with the collection and what is really necessary to round up this idea of what ecosexuality is all about. Right? Definitely, definitely a mi missing link in that regard. Not in the old Christian regard, which uh, was sort of anti-Darwinist. Uh, but they, they are kind of this connection. They, they, they are the closest other animal. We are animals, which mm -hmm. we sometimes forget. Ecosexuality, to a great degree, is about getting us in touch with our animal nature. And learning from animals. Yes. Learning from those um, species that have been called inferior, but they're not inferior because they have so much to teach us that we have forgotten about how to be right. in connection, to be connected with the metabolism of our planet. The monkeys and the cucumbers yeah. <laughs> can teach us so much. Yeah, uh, and can help us, and, and we can enjoy them and together. Mm -hmm. Or when we're alone, you know. Um, but ecosexuality, let, let's define that first of all, because people wonder. Yeah. Although it does mean different things, I guess, to different people. But it seems like the classic definition is the relationship between sex and ecology and social change. Right, right. We, we have made an effort to not to create definitions that would define too much, something right. that has a great potential for growth. But then we also have come to a certain understanding of how we might describe ecosexuality. For example, when we allow nature to inspire the arts of love, when again we learn from how the energy of love circulates in the natural uh, environment, then we really are behaving ecosexually. Um, when we see the energy of love as what, what is the ecology of life, what makes the difference between life and death, is this energy that circulates in a sort of ecological form, then we're thinking ecosexually. And again, when we learn from 
those species that are more connected to the metabolism of the earth that really live closer to mm -hmm. to the life of our planet that haven't been separated by uh, implements, uh, technologies, artifices. That's an ecosexual practice. And there are many other practices, for example, this practice of inviting ecosystems or forces of nature to be partners with us that has was really initially what uh, was very stunning for me, this idea of marrying the sun or marrying the moon or marrying the sea or marrying the mountains, just to right. become wedded. Often we think of nature as a backdrop, like the moon is there and holds the candle to the two lovers that kiss. But really, if the moon weren't there, would the lovers be kissing? Right? Good question. Would, be, would it be the same container where people feel inspired to manifest love. So it's like inviting the moon to be a third in that, in that partnership. Mm, Evie likes that idea. My snake. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. See, she's right here. She's, she's, she's definitely con she's uh, interested us. in you as a guest. Right. And you, of course, married the beach. Yes, I did. I, I discovered that this beach had loved me for about 16 years. And I, all of a sudden, I said, well, you know, I've loved him for 16 years. What does that years. mean, the beach loved you? How did you discover that? Because most people, they think they love the beach. They don't think the beach loves them. Well, the way the beach loved me is how the beach enabled me to stay vital, to stay healthy. It enabled me to manifest love with my partners. It enabled me to um, experience that, that connection with the earth via one of the elements, the water. So, and I remember that the beach always called me back. Mm. I felt that um, when I arrived at this beach, I felt there was a magnetism there for me, that it could become a base from where I could manifest the things that I wanted to create. Nice. And the beach was always there. And when I was gone, I realized, I realized this so, I realized that the ecosystems are really what brings people together. In other words, if we can all bond with a certain ecosystem, then we can form a community, we can form a, a form of expanded family. Right, ecosystems. What you call a little bonobo, bonoboville, right? Right, it's this is an ecosystem. Exactly. A very eco-sexy yeah. ecosystem. Ecosystems that have to do you know, with different kinds of elements. It could be technological elements, it could be natural mm -hmm. elements, and it could be expanded families. Well, how about a corporation? Can that be an ecosystem? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well. it could be theoretically, <laughs> but... Ecosystems that deplete, uh, that deplete, that ha they're very expensive to our... Right. Planet. It could be a, a, a depleting, a, a destructive ecosystem. There's all kinds right. of ecosystems. Sort of predatory like ecosystem that does Like a not war machine would be, you know, like the defense industry, which right. is, you know, this huge ecosystem of death. It's, well, maybe it's not an ecosystem. It's a death system. Mm, interesting. Well, yeah, there's... Well, the, the yeah, movement. you're bringing up something important. I, I want to address that. Yes. Um, I was studying uh, certain films. Uh, one is actually a film that perhaps people know, The Conformist by Bernardo Bertolucci, or oh, yeah. The Night Porter mm -hmm. by Liliana Cavani. My students and I, we were studying these, these, these films, and they're very erotic films, 
right? They're in that sort of mode of auteur cinema where you know the filmmaker is the one who decides what you're going to see and not the Hayes codes or other uh, production codes from Hollywood. And so they're very erotic and they're very artistic. But they show what happens to love when uh, situations are extreme. Like, can you really, can the energy of love exist, say, in a concentration camp? How can that ecosystem of death, um, how can love manifest in that, in that kind of ecosystem? And so the interesting part is that it can exist, but it's almost like, it's like a code. Okay, it's love for love. Mm. It's not really love because it's too difficult. But love for love can persist, even in a very extreme ecosystem, destructive. It's part of our nature. And we really see that in the bonobos, that they, they thrive on love. They're a community. They need each other. And they're very mm -hmm. poly. I mean, they might develop very special relationships. Oh, <laughs> I see a special relationship <laughs> right out there. Well, girl, I haven't seen in a long time. Hello, Maya, out there in the Bonoboville audience. Woohoo! <laughs> so, so nice to see you. So, Dr. Serena Gaia, my guest, has joined our little ecosystem here in Bonoboville, and we are celebrating, just in case you just tuned in, the publication, the launch of Ecosexuality When Nature Inspires the Arts of Love. And it is co-edited by Dr. Serena Gaia, uh, forwarded by myself. <laughs> and uh, I'm always out there in the front lines of <laughs> the wars against sexual repression. Uh, and uh, this is my battle fatigues, right? Oh, what have we got here? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, um, you know, I was going to next get your um, co-editor on. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, so she should call in, Lindsay Hageman. Uh, we're going to take some calls from some of the people mm -hmm. that are on that are involved with the book in different ways. This is quite a collaboration. This is an ecosystem. Yeah, this it is book an ecosystem. is a sex, mm -hmm. uh, an ecosexual system of some sort. It's very, it's, a, it's an ecosystem. A in sticky fact, web. It's, a, it's actually, you know, I think that this, one of the most important things about this book is how all these people collaborated on this and how in the partnership with, between Lindsay and I, which is a partnership across generations, across regions, across cultures, across languages. Mm -hmm. Because I live in Puerto Rico, she lives in uh, uh, the Cascadian region, north of Portland. She is young enough to be my daughter, but my daughter is older than her. So, wow. you know, there is this, this wide, very wide gap, but then we were brought together by this idea. So this idea is the ecosystem that really supported our relationship in creating this book. And both of us have these expanded families that sustained us throughout the effort that put up with <coughs> our moods, mm. with our bad days, with our technology, bad moments. <laughs> um, and then all the authors who are very different. You know, there are, in this book there are students, undergraduate students that are publishing for the first time. There mm -hmm. are people like Annie Sprinkle, Elizabeth Stevens. Annie Sprinkle. We know Annie Sprinkle. Woohoo! Max, that is 
Captain Max happens to have been her first publisher, along with Willem de Ritter. Well, one of her first, her first magazine, her own magazine. Her own magazine. Annie Sprinkle Hot Shit. Okay. Yeah, Speaking of <laughs> dirt and the earth and, you know, fertilizer, you know, I mean, yeah. So Annie has really, she made such a, a great transition from being basically a call girl, prostitute, and porn star, and right into artist, uh, mm -hmm. and then basically into ecosexualist, ecosexual, excuse me, I already said it wrong, but I caught myself. <laughs> In fact, let's take a moment to say that you must say ecosexual, not ecosexualist. And why is that? I don't know. I see that the majority of people who participated prefer ecosexual. So I went along with that. I wouldn't give an explanation. All right. You um, are definitely a peacemaker. You bring people together. Um, in so this pe the people want to be called yes. ecosexuals, not ecosexualists. And Annie has a movie called Here Come the Ecosexuals, along with Dr. Beth Stevens. So I think we have Lindsay on, on the, the phone. line. Great. Yes. Is Lindsay there? Lindsay Hageman? Testing, testing. Hello, hello. Okay, this should be on in a minute. Okay, maybe I got I got a signal that uh, that something was going on, but okay. So, uh, so where were we? Oh, um, the relationship of ecosexuality to Gaia and Eros. To me, it's a merging of Gaia and Eros, like a marriage. Gaia being the Earth <laughs> goddess in Greek mythology, and uh, Eros, of course, being the great god of love. Yes. Mm -hmm. She's on the line. And here we go. Speaking of collaborations, we have Lindsay on the line, I think. Hello, Lindsay. Okay, they're saying she's on the line, but uh, we're gonna just see what's going on. I'm just gonna relax and breathe. Uh, what, yeah, uh, yes, you were giving me the thumbs up, but she's not saying anything, so that doesn't help. Ah, well, um, Lindsay, are you there? Mm -mm. You see? You see, I can't, you know, my ecosystem is kind of, collapsing here. I, I, I have a, a, a weakness in the ecosystem. So uh, so we can talk about Guy and Eros. Yes, absolutely. Hello. I'm glad you spotted Hello. that tangent, Dr. Serena Gaia. Let's talk about that. To me, it was very important to create these two books. I wanted to have this correspondence between these two titles. And for me, Eros was the experience, and then Gaia was the theory. What did I learn from my experiments? Mm -hmm. See, Eros is more like a memoir, so it tells about, focuses on about 15 Eros years. Eros is really about a lot of your relationships. Yeah, about how I, about how I, uh, how I embraced uh, my bisexuality, my polyamory, how I expand, became an expanded lover, how I learned to go through the trials of fire to really um, become an expanded lover. 
somebody who was able to welcome multiple people in her life. So that was the memoir. And then with Gaia, I wanted to bring that on a beyond the personal level. You know, what does this mean? I wanted to talk about how sharing resources of love is good for the planet. If we want to resolve the crisis that we're in, we really need to learn to share resources of love because if we privatize love, there's always, there's never going to be enough of it. Mm. So. Hello? Hello. Okay, I hear a voice on the line. Does the voice Hello. hear me is the question. Yes, I can hear you. Okay. And can we, ha can we have some quiet in the bar, please? The speakeasy bar is getting very boisterous. <laughs> so y'all come on inside and, you know, hang out with us. All right. So do I have Lindsay Hageman on the line? Yes, yes, I'm here. Congratulations. You are the oh. co-editor of this beautiful book, Ecosexuality, When Nature Inspires the Arts of Love. And well, we are very excited to launch this book tonight. Uh, it's, it's really a labor of love and collaboration and a very polyamorous tapestry of your feelings, your thoughts, philosophies, Lindsay's and all the other wonderful contributors. So, Lindsay, tell us a little about yourself. We know you're a, you're a farming lady, yeah, and you're very in touch with your forest. It's like I, I heard about some wild sexual ritual you did the other day. <laughs> well, yes, yes, I live um, on the Cascadian wilderness uh, in southern Washington, and I live in an intentional community. A chosen family. You uh, live in a what kind of people. community? An intentional community. Intentional so, community. Mm -hmm. As opposed to what? A nuclear family where people don't want to stay, you know, really be in that community? <laughs> I mean, yeah. they just sort of have to be because, you know, mother, father, and kids have to stay together. Uh, so yours is like people choosing the community. Exactly, exactly. You can think of an intentional community as a, as a chosen family, uh, people that come together of common vision, common love, uh, with, with a desire to, in, in our case, desire to live with the land and to steward the land and, and to use love and arrows to, to create a, a community of abundance and, and an earth of abundance. Yes. Yes, indeed. Amen and a women. Uh -huh. <laughs> a bonobos. <laughs> it's very bonobo-esque. It's very, you know, eco-sexual. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we, we need to make love to the earth. And you, you talk a lot about earth as a lover. And that's kind of a controversial subject once you get into it. Because we, we all, all think of earth as our mother, which is kind of true. I mean, you can't get around it. We, we are children of the earth. It, 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 it's, we are born from the earth. But the idea of a mother sometimes makes you feel like, you know, you can always take mom for granted. She'll be there and do your laundry, even if, you know, you come home stinky and smelly and uh, you need money. Mom will take care of you. But earth as a lover needs a little more 
uh, care and love. <laughs> right. Earth is a lover. Yeah, yeah. We, um, we think that in many ways transitioning to thinking about Earth as a lover will inspire reciprocity, will inspire people to give back and to tend to the Earth in the ways that we tend to our lovers, that we learn the body of our lovers and we want to know every uh, special spot of our, of our lover. Well, the Earth needs the same from us. We need to know about the soils and about the waters and about the forests. And we need to know the language that the earth speaks in order to be able to care for it well. And, and, and about the cucumbers, you know, mm -hmm, nature's own dildos. Mm -hmm. And the bonobos. And the bonobos. And the radishes. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's just... And, and I think it was Gabriella Cordova in her uh, essay, and she is the, uh, the head of Sex Positive LA, so shout out to Gabriella Cordova. Uh, <laughs> You can tweet that out, Chelsea Raw. Uh, she says something about walking into the forest and it's like a pornographic movie because of all the sex going on amongst the animals and the plants and just the sex between the animals and the plants and between her own perception of them and the feeling of her body moving through mm -hmm. the forest. You feel that way, don't you, Lindsay, sometimes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the forest is a very erotic place. I mean, the sun on our skin, the the breeze skin, it, it's tantalized. Soil itself, be soil between my toes when I'm in the garden, it's it's incredibly erotic. Yeah, I mean, we have spent a lot of time, like thousands of years, separating ourselves from nature. That's, that's what humans kind of have been doing. That's, that's human civilization, really. But I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's killing us. It, Maybe. it is killing us. Mm. In fact, this I would like to refer to another one of our authors, uh, Charles Eisenstein, who um, is actually by training an economist. And I want to point out to the two words, ecology and economy, they have the same root, echo. And the idea is that when the earth becomes a lover, we become adult as a species. We understand that our, the period for our species to expand and grow and become more numerous is maybe finished, that we really need to find a stability. We don't want children to grow forever. At some point, the period of growth is finished, right? Mm -hmm. So we need now to find a different balance with the earth as a partner with reciprocity rather than ex keep expanding. Right. That's a, a very important principle in economics. The idea of growth, growth is precisely yes. what creates those deadly ecosystems because mm. they grow but the expense of others, the expense of our planet. And part of that process involves sex. That's right. Yeah. It's eco-sex. And Lindsay, I love what you had to say about uh, doing that final edit of this wonderful book, Eco-Sexuality, and how, how many orgasms did it give you? I don't recall, but it was many. <laughs> <laughs> yes, literary gasms. And it seems as though we have to take a break. I don't know why we have to take one so early. Tape, we have some tape issue. So, you know, brothers, uh, first of all, Lindsay, 
Thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on this incredible work, uh, this this birth, uh, this you know, this is a this is your baby, you know. And I'm I'm one of the the moms yeah. too. Yeah, it's very we're beloved all moms baby. to this to this baby, mommies and daddies of of this wonderful uh, little baby. And uh, and Lindsay, thank you so much for your your work and and your vision. Uh, and and may the ecosexual revolution go on and forward. Yes, onward and forward to the revolution. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. And uh, don't come yet and don't go away. We'll be right back with the ecosexuality revolution. Just written a new book called Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Block, and I've just written a new book called The Bonobo Way, inspired by my love for the make love, not war, great apes. You know, the ones who have a lot of sex in a bonobo sutra of positions, including face to face. But it's not just how bonobos have sex, it's how they use sex to prevent murder and war, really. They're the only great apes that have never been seen killing each other. They practice what I call peace through pleasure, with the females gently dominating the very happy, very sexually satisfied males. Bonobos are special, partly because they just are, and partly because they're very, very close to us, almost 99% genetically similar to us. When it comes to being human, even being humane, bonobos can teach us so much. Which brings me to us, and more specifically to you. Is your inner bonobo longing to swing free? Would you like to tap into the hot, natural sex energy within you? Bet you would. So you can better enjoy the pleasures in life and cope with the pain. You know, the pain. And have more orgasmic, organic, sustainable sex. Who doesn't want that? Greater lust, greater trust, and better anger management. And who couldn't use a little bit of that these days? So get the book, Learn the Bonobo Way. You'll be glad you did. Then you'll want to join Bonoboville, a new global village for bonobo lovers and friends. And one last thing. The real bonobos are highly endangered, so a portion of all book sales go to bonobo conservation groups working to save the wild bonobos from extinction. Read The Bonobo Way and learn why this could be the most important eco-sexual movement of our times. And improve your love life.
the wildest, most explosive, most delicious tequila drink ever. Because you know, deep down, we're all a little dirty. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web. And now, here okay, she is, minutes, Dr. Suzy Block. Five minutes. Brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, welcome back to the Dr. Susan Block Show, launching ecosexuality when nature inspires the arts of love. And you, you know, are are holding one phallic object when it should be the other one. Yes, <laughs> the microphone as opposed to my snake. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love to get ladies to hold my snake. So I am in bed with uh, Dr. Serena Gaia, who is uh, co-editor of Ecosexuality, the collection, uh, to which I am the proud uh, forward writer. And very exciting here. Can you come in close for a second, folks? Uh, video, please see that I am the bra of Venus right here, okay? I am Venus's bra. And uh, yeah, this... Um, I think we can say that Captain Max was a design consultant on this uh, this cover. cover. Yes. And although the bra idea, I think, was yours or someone. Well, you he wanted to put me on the bra, but my name is just too long, so we had to put yours. Oh, that's <laughs> the beauty of a short name. No, I love being the bra, and you are kind of like the panties right here. Right. You, you are the panties. It's another good place to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. You, you do have a quite a long name. Dr. Yeah. Serena Gaia Anderlini Donofrio. And, of course, Lindsay Hageman, who we were just speaking to. Uh, and this is a, is a collection of writings, poetry, essays, uh, dirty talk, uh, blessings, marriage vows, all kinds of writings about ecosexuality. And, uh, by the way, I just want to say... It's kind of a birthday present for me, <laughs> right? Happy, happy yeah, I, I had uh, a middle-of-the-week birthday this, this year, which, you know, I kind of liked. I got away. I did an eco-sexual, bonobo-esque, birthday-ish getaway up the coast uh, to the um, Madonna Inn. I got the napkin to prove it here. Whoops. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and <laughs> and and we had fun like cave people in the caves. We we were in the the rock room, oh, rock awesome. bottom, and you know just uh, very wonderful, ecosexual swimming, jacuzzi, hanging out, getting away from it all, getting away from Facebook, <laughs> right? That was very ecosexual somehow. Although the ecosexuality movement is, is kind of woven through Facebook, so it, it's hard to tell uh, what that ecosystem is. But, uh, but yeah, Max, for your birthday, I gave you the Bonobo Way, right? Mm, that's right. Mm -hmm. That's right? It was yep. right on your birthday we launched yep. it. So this is, uh, is kind of my little birthday present, my big birthday present. It, it's, it's, just, um, it's just such a beautiful thing. And I'm really excited to have uh, Dr. Serena Gaia here in Bonoboville, you know, as our guest. You're, you're staying in Bonoboville a little bit I in am. our ecosystem. I'm enjoying a yeah. lot the atmosphere. Yeah. Yes, yeah. a little 
special world, uh, a principate of Italy, as somebody <laughs> pointed out. Yeah. Like yes. where, you know, we have a s sort of special government, intentional community. Mm -hmm. Yes. Is this the right time? I wanted to speak about something I learned in my, in one of the groups that really initiated me to to experience sexuality beyond the mm -hmm. borders or the boxes that, and that was the bisexual forum of San Diego, and there I learned that our the most uh, the biggest and most important sexual organ doesn't sit between our legs. It sits between our ears. <laughs> oh, come on. Dr. Ruth said that. And uh. so, well, I was very naive, so I learned it from yeah. that group. Oh, okay. And so then, uh, you know, what that meant in when you start a collaboration with somebody you don't know, somebody you've only personally met once, somebody who is, you know, so distant and different from you, how are you going to get to really merge those brains? Yeah, that was one of the most exciting parts of the collaboration to really be able to understand how the mind of a 30 year old woman of today functions mm. to remember how my mind functioned when I was 30 years old to feel that the power of merging those bridging mm -hmm. those distances mm -hmm. was uh, one of the right most here, beautiful see? gifts like you're giving it for head, me but don't actually open your mouth okay. and slobber on it. Thank but you. Yeah, very close, <laughs> like that. Just okay. talk right into that big phallic okay. BBC. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. All right. So, yes, I wanted to... such a beautiful, soft, feminine voice. Thank you. You do. So it was really a collaboration where I felt my, my ability to mentor somebody to mm -hmm. really bring out the potential of somebody. And you're talking about Lindsay? Yes, yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about okay. Lindsay. Yeah, yeah. And to uh, also, well, you know, see what I'm capable of, what, um, what, what is within me, what is my potential. Beautiful. And the experience, you see, to feel that, that the experience of having lived the life that I've lived uh, can pass around, can model other experiences. Absolutely. You are definitely a, a role model for writers, for eco-sexuals and artists. And, uh, and let's see, we have some different contributors on the line. I think we have Veronica Monet, perhaps, perhaps, who has been on this show before. And uh, we have some other eco-sexuals in our studio audience, of course. Including uh, my lovely producer Biz Bonobo and uh, okay. my lovely therapist Chelsea right. Bonobo, aka Chelsea Raw, and Maya. <laughs> Okay, and uh, so if any of you ladies want to sit here and hang out, and you know, you can you can do that. So Veronica is on the line. Hello, Veronica Monet. Hi, how are you? I am doing well, except for some reason I hear her not in my headphones, but in the okay. So, Veronica, are you there? I'm here. Can you okay. hear me? Okay. Okay. Uh, so Veronica is uh, is certainly a, a fellow bonobo lover, mm -hmm. 
And in <laughs> fact, yes, your piece, Veronica, is just so beautiful uh, about various animals, including bonobos and, of course, the human animals. We have some human animals gathering before us here, some very lovely human animals. Okay, and, and keep your voice down, Dark Phoenix. Remember, we are on the air. So, Dark Phoenix is, uh, is one of our producers um, from the past. We, I guess we, we have a, an ecosystem that keeps repeating itself. <laughs> you guys can't, can't get rid of you. The prodigal sons and daughters come home. And Veronica, of course, is also one of our daughters. You have been on this show before. We were talking about slut-shaming, as I recall, right? We sure were. I think, actually, I did a couple episodes um, last year, or maybe it was earlier this year. And we did one on slut-shaming, and then we also did one on the bonobos. On the bonobos. And, uh, and congratulations on your piece in ecosexuality when nature inspires the arts of love and uh and we are bonobo sisters and by the way let's give a shout out while we're on the subject of our kissing cousins to lolia bonobo which uh, saves the bonobo orphans claudine andre and of course to bonobo conservation initiative our friend sally cox who yes. is the queen of the uh Bonobo Peace Forest in Congo. What is that? Everybody in Congo is applauding. <laughs> uh, All right. So, uh, so Veronica, congratulations on your contribution, and uh, how's it feel to have this book out? You know, I'm, it's, I'm really excited, not just about the book, but really about the paradigm that we're, we're launching here. Mm -hmm. I, I really think there's a brand new... Um, sensibility emerging around sexuality and, and I think ecosexuality is really inviting us to have a more holistic approach to our sexuality so I'm very very excited to see what kind of an impact this has on the culture worldwide yeah and, um, you know it, it starts here in the sex positive community where we start changing our languaging some um, but I, I think it's it has everything to do with, um, with you know, saving our planet, too. So I think it's, it's part of the green movement. Save that planet. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the planet's going to survive. It's really about saving <coughs> mammals, I think, you know, and maybe snakes, too. I mean, it, it's about saving life on the planet that we know. And, you know, there could be a, 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 some life that survives. But, uh, and, and the planet itself is, is going to survive. But, but we, our civilization, and so many other species, plants, animals... Will not survive. Right. And that's what's tragic. And uh, that's what, you know, we need to try to at least uh, reduce. <laughs> I don't oh, know yeah. if we can stop it. I don't know. But well, as, as far as a spinning, a spinning rock and of course the earth will not be damaged um, but if you think of the earth as something that supports life um, then it's really important uh, that we find ways to, to save the planet and to stop stop the ways in which it's being destroyed otherwise we could wind up like some of the other sister planets that we have in our solar system the ones that are completely incapable of supporting life and 
have been for eons. Well, it's going to be okay because a lot of the Republicans are going to Mars. Oh, there you so go. So we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yes, well, the red planet for the red states. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, you know, it's a PR thing in a lot of ways because the the the, the creatures that are really destroying um, life on Earth are humans. So they need to be spoken to. They need to be sold on environmentalism, which is kind of boring, actually. So sex sells, right? Sex is fun. Sex is something everyone's interested in. You know, we may not be interested in recycling and, you know, uh, vegan lifestyle, but we're all interested in sex. And the merging of sex and ecology into what Annie Sprinkle calls sex ecology, or you could also say the... Uh, eco-sexuality movement. This is a brilliant uh, move forward. It, it's a necessary move forward because it makes the ecology movement sexy and it it makes sex a little less, well, I would say dirty, but no, it's more dirty. What does it make it? It makes it more acceptable to women who want to have meaning in their lives and uh, you know, I don't know, to poly people maybe. I think there is a certain... They've got to turn down the mic. I think I can say something here. Say something here. We put, we put uh, Veronica's essay in the part of the book that's called um, Orgasmic Earth. Yes. Right? And she, her essay is about orgasm as an antidote to a mean world. And Veronica, would you like to... Talk about that a little. I would. I would. Thanks, Serena. Um, I, I think that sex, when what I consider sex, now it's interesting because the culture will often include things like um, pedophilia, you know, raping of children or the raping of adults um, as some form of sex. And so then sex is seen as something that's dangerous and frightening and needs to be controlled. I don't actually see those things as sex. I see them as violence. Um, and unless it's consensual violence, like in the form of BDSM, which actually can be a very beautiful thing, um, I don't, it doesn't qualify as sex for me. But it, it's an interesting thing. What is sex? And what, is that, what does that mean to people? And to me, it's really about um, mutual, consensual adult pleasure. And when people are engaged in mutual, consensual, adult pleasure. However it rocks their boat, but as long as it's consensual and it's adult, it's, um, it just tends to take them away from violence. It tends to not be violent. Now, as, again, it might look violent, like BDSM, but what it does, what it creates, is a lot of oxytocin, a lot of, of beautiful, um, peaceful hormones, People's physiology is altered by pleasurable, consensual sex. And um, if they're busy doing that, they're less likely to be aggravated and agitated and, and tending towards war. And I, I think that's one of the reasons the sex is so taboo in the dominant culture, because they are kind of grooming us to be violent. Well, yes, war's um, big industry here in America. It's like the main one, yeah. I think. 
uh, second one being the prison industry. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that really don't want everybody to enjoy themselves that much, you know. No, uh, I, and no, so, but the bonobos do show us the way, and they are definitely a new grade eight paradigm. I mean, all these uh, warmongers used to use uh, the killer ape paradigm, used to say, hey, humans are killer apes, that's what we are, just like yeah. our, our ape cousins. Now the chimpanzees, they do kill. They do make war. They but the do, bonobos the don't. But the chimpanzee has a very, very different relationship with sex. The, the chimpanzee mm -hmm. sees sex as a limited resource, uh, which is accrued to dominant males only. And um, they engage in uh, habitual domestic violence in order to beat submission into their sexual partners. So there's nothing consensual about it. And, um, you know, they practice infanticide. They kill the offspring that they did not actually um, impregnate. And, mm -hmm. and the bonobos don't do any of that. Bonobos are also female-empowered brothers and sisters. <laughs> and very, very sexual. They have lots of sex in lots of different positions, and they look into each other's there, there eyes. Is a, there is a... a they are the original eco-sexualists, in a way. I mean, some people say, you know, eco-sexualism is this or that. Eco-sexual, excuse me, not eco-sexualists. But uh, bonobos are one sort of definition of it. You can see how they are with each other and with their environment. I like, to say, I like to say that the bonobos have a very interesting social structure. It's very uh, pansexual. They don't have any rules about, uh, oh, you know, you should only be with... Yes, indeed. And we all know about the bonobos here, Veronica. You don't have to school us in bonobos because we wrote me, the bonobo let me way put here. This in the but anyway, of, um, eco sexuality, Dr. Serena, yes. Yes, yes. I, I want to put this in the context of the orgasmic earth. Why did we want to have a, a part, a section of this book um, about orgasmic earth? What is an orgasmic earth? Basically, this goes back to this energy, right? the ecology of life, this energy of love, which is an energy that circulates when there is life. So basically, an orgasmic earth is an earth that is alive, is an earth that isn't like Mars. Mm -hmm. So the Republicans can go to Mars if they want to. Uh, let's stay on this earth and let's keep it alive. Let's keep this energy circulating. And that's what the contribution of Veronica is so important because precisely she sees orgasm well beyond as like, you know, this energy of Eros is basically an orgasmic energy. It's an energy that brings life on a plateau where it is expansive. That's downright Reikian. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. All right. So, Veronica, beautiful piece. I, we've got to move along, but uh, I also want to say that in your piece, you have this great description of dog sex. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not just dog sex, but it's it's so beautiful. I mean... It's a, it's a particular kind of dog sex that maybe you could describe and just... I would, I would like to invite your listeners and viewers, if they are going to get a copy of the book, which I hope they do, um, to read about the, um, the dog sex. Because I, I think what a lot of times people talk about, um, like having sex like dogs, as if it were indiscriminate and and disconnected and just procreative, people kind of have a denigrated view of the uh, sexuality of animals in general. And I don't believe that's true. I think we're looking through our own shame-based filters. 
the dogs that I have seen um, engage in sex were very tantric, very affectionate, uh, could engage in uh, tantric sex for up to 12 hours yes. without taking any breaks for food or water. Yes, um, it's a beautiful description she has in there. This is a dog woman. She loves dogs, Veronica does. <laughs> and and sh the description of the dog sex is so beautiful, so tantric, so ecosexual. Yeah. You know, uh, you, you got yeah, well, to read they it. They were, they were, it was a, a mated couple. They were deeply in love. And I, I think we, just, we have to kind of reorient ourselves so we can see the sensuality and the beauty that goes from... From beginning to end. And, and it was not procreative sex, by the no, way. This was pure, not. sensual, recreational, relational, ecosexual humping. But not, I mean, right? Nobody was impregnating you know anybody. What Serena was talking about an orgasmic earth. I envision that as an invitation to pleasure at every step of the way. There's documented um, now that fetuses are masturbating to the point of orgasm in the womb, that means that all of us have probably had an orgasm before we ever took our first breath of air or had our first uh, sip of mother's milk. So that means that orgasm and sexuality in the womb. Yep. Core, it's core to our being. It, it comes before everything else. Mm -hmm. It's also what symbiotic life is made of, and that brings back to the theme of Gaia. What is Gaia? Gaia is a way to understand our planet as a symbiotic system where life yeah. is basically one with different manifestations. And symbiosis is a form of sex. In a way, the bacteria that live in your body, that live in your gut, the friendly bacteria, they're having sex right now, whether you like it or not. <laughs> and they don't People ask for your permission. There, I, I have to charge them higher rent. <laughs> and yeah. they've been alive, they've been on this planet for four billion years. So they're uh, not likely to be kicked out. So we better mm -hmm. imitate them, maybe. They have sex well, with know. their neighbors. And they have sex for recreation because they don't need Since sex for... Since you guys for were talking about the Republicans, one of the things <laughs> I really have fun envisioning is a, a bunch of the... Um, uh, right to lifers who are, you know, against choice, and uh, they're all pregnant. They're sitting in the pews, listening to the pastor pounding the pulpit, going, "Masturbation is an abomination before God," and all of the little uh, fetuses in their in their swollen bellies are jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ecosexual. Uh, I just want to say that uh, I am here in Bonoboville, surrounded by beautiful ladies, which is, you know, beautiful very sexy ladies, which is very Bonobo-esque. And, uh, and here's Crystal Green. You've got the right last name for the night. She would like to hold Evie. Evie is my snake. I don't think you've met my snake, Veronica, but uh, Dr. Serena had a very uh, eco-sexy kind of fling with her a few minutes ago. And now she's <laughs> crawling around the ladies here. Zoe Portland. Her last name is Portland. Isn't that interesting here? Yeah. That's yeah, beautiful. it's very ecosexual. I mean, I think Portland is one of the the centers of ecosexuality, right? That's where we've had our and first uh, and and are you from Portland, Zoe? No, I actually am not. But that's why I picked the last name Portland. Gotcha. Was I saw it as a very sexual place, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a sexual place. Portland is. 
Uh, I mean, especially Bruce Bartlett's place, right? That's He's going to be joining us too. soon. He's going to mm. be joining Oh, yeah, you you hang out in Portland, yeah. Chelsea. All the dungeons. Absolutely. The Michael Donnelly, <laughs> little shout out there. Shout out right? to El Beard. All right, so thank you, Veronica. I think we're moving on to Portland. Uh, okay. But uh, we are, you know, your thank piece you, is Veronica. wonderful. Congratulations you, for, you know, your participation. We are the mamas and the papas of ecosexuality. This is the main mama, Dr. Serena Gaia. And thank you, Lindsay, also, if you're still listening. And, you know, we're going to move on, I think. Yes. So yes. We're see you later. Catch you later, Veronica. Yeah. All right, thanks. Bye yeah. Bye. And she also wrote uh, something about a courtesan, the courtesans. Uh, Sex lives of sex escorts. Life. The sex lives of escorts, I think. Escorts, right. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. Veronica. Sex life of, of escorts. Yeah, we should Veronica add that Monet. in there. Yes. Hookers for the earth. That's what we are. <laughs> I love Veronica Monet. Yeah. Love you, Veronica. Thank you, Veronica. You're awesome. Yeah. Love the earth you make love on, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners. That's right. And, uh, and check out ecosexuality. So, uh, so I think we're going to line up uh, another call, maybe from Bruce or from Reverend Terry. Oh. And in the meantime, we're going to do our little ritual here. Would you like okay. to yeah. check it out? I mean, we have some experienced yes. uh, Bonoboville communion uh, altar girls here. Uh, communion I is, of course, a, a great ritual in the Catholic religion. Um, and I think you have it among the Quakers or something, but you don't eat oh, anything. You just pray. Yeah, you we know, just, and close just your eyes. do it silently. silently. That's okay. Right. Since your mouth silently. is full, you can't talk anyway. So, <laughs> right, okay. But the Catholics, right? Uh, there's the wafer and the wine, which symbolizes the blood of blood of Christ. And of course, yes, yes, uh, Kevin, our uh, dark phoenix is a former I altar, was an altar boy. boy. Welcome back to Bonoboville. Thank you. And uh, so who is going to serve our Bonoboville communion here? I we will have be our new producer, Elizabeth. Sister Ms. Elizabeth. Bonobo in Looking her ecosexual gown. As well. Let's have a load of this, uh, this dress. Give it a whirl. I told her to cut out the slip. It, it covered the body and yeah. you know, just leave it see-through. Close do that. You know, I have to lose those. Yeah. We like see-through here. Okay, here we go. Okay. But it's a cute dress. Yeah, we, yeah, oh, we cut out the, the, oh, we basically goodness. cut out the dress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's, you know, that works. <laughs> okay. <sighs> it's, uh, it's beautiful. Okay, so, so our ecosexual thing. Oh, look at this. looks sort of ecosexual. A little Aztec... Uh, thing here okay and so we have oh we oh. have bruce on the air bruce. well you know he might enjoy participating <laughs> but we'll say hello to him i heard uh, he has a nice hot tub and and we're going to take orders <laughs> before we say hello to bruce let's just take orders here okay so don't drink your drink yet but we have here and restraint. the right color agua coco leaf liqueur and yum, yes, yes. Maya mm. knows this is yummy. It's yum. herbal. It is yum. made from the cocoa leaf, but it is not cocaine. <laughs> it does get you very intoxicated. Uh -huh. It is yep. an aphrodisiac. Also, Serena brought so her be careful flogger, with it because so it tastes really you. good. And she'll what else you. do we have here? Uh -huh. We've got and Ron we have de Jeremy. Ron de Jeremy rum. This is also ow, an herbal ow, ow. elixir. We've if got a like new one called you know Cold Cock. It's a uh, Cold herbal cock. whiskey. Yep, here we go. 
This Shout is a little rough. To Ron, to Th- this one, <laughs> this one is herbal, but it's it, not it's that sweet. It's kind of like whiskey meets Jägermeister. It, yeah, it's it's definitely whiskey. It it is what it looks like: cold cock, <laughs> big black one too. All right, and uh, yeah, my fist. And finally, we okay. have the old dirty tequila. Oh, the old. Don't say it's old. Well, it's the o- a fresh the old bottle. The, the old, as in Dan is just Oh, as, as in good. they've been our sponsor for a while, and yeah, here they dirty. are. It's dirty. You know, like the earth, dirty tequila. Okay, so figure out what you want. And what would you like? The green. The green, I agree. I want the green, too. So we're going to line up the green and whispering to people about what they want. Absolutely. Here, take this, put this down over there. And now, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, we are excited to have on the line all the way from Portland... Uh, Bruce Bartlett. Bruce, Bruce Bartlett. Bartlett. <gasps> Bruce Bartlett. Hello, Bruce. Is, uh, are you the there? Down. Step away yes, slowly. Yes, I am. Ah, welcome All to the Noboville. Welcome to yeah. the launch of Ecosexuality When Nature Inspires the Arts of Love. Yes, indeed. And I'm inspired by the arts of love right here in my, uh, in my couch with my puppy pile of uh, friends uh, supporting this effort. You have a puppy pile of fr- So do we, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> and we were just talking about dog sex. Okay, that seems yeah. to be an ongoing theme tonight. <laughs> uh, so tell us about your puppy pile, please. Well, two of my dearest friends, uh, Reclaiming Walker is the man's name, and Karen Harry. Karen uh, Harry, who has an essay or a poem, a poem, a poem in wider. Ecosexuality. Open the Wider. That's is her one poem. Of the Open Wider. Of book. Yes. All right. So, um, so they're there, and they're are they like? They're so petting, like one's making petting human my pretzels hair or what? Petting my shoulder. I can't tell who is doing which right petting, now. Petting, petting. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Necking and well, along with the petting, making. Yes, yeah, so there's a little necking Footsie. going on and some shoulder blading and some <laughs> uh, uh, um, <laughs> forearming and. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well. Um, anyway, welcome to the celebration. I I don't think you have an actual essay in here, but you are one of the papas, I feel. Well, Bruce has been supporting the the ecosexual groups of uh, Portland in, in very big ways. He hosts people in his beautiful house, a beautiful jacuzzi, a beautiful garden. He hosts um, Aphrodite temples led by Terry Chackey. So in a way, he has galvanized um, with his hospitality the ecosexual community of Portland. So you are so kind, Serena. The ex- ecosexual movement needs a place to crash. It you does. Know? I mean, yeah, man. Yeah. So thank you, uh, thank you, Bruce, for because I think it, it helps to make it happen. So you've got to join us here in Bonoboville sometime, you know. I am looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, are you watching or listening or just on the phone? We are, um, we are listening and uh, on the phone, the, the TV. Okay, so you cannot see the uh, beautiful feminine pulchritude surrounding uh, Dr. Serena <laughs> Gaia and I. Can we have the cameras pull out a little bit to show some of the feminine pulchritude in the room? We have some bonobo babes here, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners. We well, have some hot the, the bonobo babes. Cute guys, too. I mean, you know, a couple. So I wanted to make a comment that the 
is really intended to create a healthy social ecosystem around us so that we can have joy as we are evolving as a species by letting our true natures come out and represent ourselves. We don't constrain ourselves by inherited historic structures that mischaracterize human nature. Mm-hmm. We're able to actually be in touch with our authentic selves and come from that place as we interact. And that one of gives the- me a moment just to give a shout out to our friend, Dr. Christopher Ryan, please, uh, author of Sex at Dawn, co-author because Sex at Dawn does lay out a manifesto with respect to that subject. But go on. Hey, Christopher. <laughs> so, um, and there's definitely a lot of play, but there's actually a lot of serious personal and interpersonal work. And I, a couple of things I wanted to share, I've been doing, uh, getting trained in peer counseling so that we can support each other in in really deep and meaningful ways as we go through this transition of creating a new paradigm, as Veronica Monet was saying, we are not satisfied with the old way of living and demand to create a new way of living. And that necessitates us having tools to learn how to get along and to help each other clear uh, different kinds of blockages that would deny our achievement of freedom. Amen and a women. Amen. And that's what the Bonobo Way is really all about, the new great ape paradigm, the Bonobo Way uh, of peace through pleasure and eco-sexuality. Absolutely. Yeah, there's one one more thing. I think that when um, people start experiencing the kind of um, space, inclusive space that I have experienced in places like uh, Bruce's, um, Bruce's home, but also other places, of course, is that we become aware that there is evolutionary evidence that se- the primary goal of sex is pleasure and that reproduction is a bit of a side effect. Why? Because we have amrita. Amrita is a very abundant liquid. Why would we it be so abundant? We know about amrita, abundant? don't we, girls? Oh. Right? Holy water that is female ejaculation. Why would it be oh, so wow. abundant if the purpose of sex were reproduction? Then, you know, the, 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 Amrita oh, is pointless. Oh, but that's pointless. supposed to just be pee, remember? So it's a pure no, no, pleasure. It's not pee. That's the hashtag, right? Not pee. That's, that's, not it, pee. that's actually what anatomists have thought for the longest time. And we are now recapturing this past because there are words uh, for Amrita in ancient civilizations, including ambrosia. So yeah. it must have existed. It must have been very Aristotle common. wrote about Amrita. He did. He didn't call right. it Amrita. He just called it female ejaculation, fluids that come out during sex that do not yeah. stain the lady's toga. Okay? <laughs> it, it, uh, it was talked about by Aristotle yeah. and Galen and, of course, uh, just uh, the G-spot man. Um, what's his name? Graffenberg. Right. right. So, uh, yeah. Or you can call it the goddess spot if you don't want to give the credit to the guy. But anyway, it's been talked about. It's been worked on. And uh, yes, female ejaculation is very real. And we have seen it, smelled it, tasted it right here in mm-hmm. Bonoboville. So thank you, Bruce, uh, for joining us. We are ready to have our drinks. I mean, you could stay on the line while we thank have you, our drinks, Bruce. right? Would you like uh, to do that? Can't, oh, I'm there. I'm interested yeah? in the yeah. peer counseling, yeah. too. That sounds awesome. Okay. 
Karen? Well, we're going to get to Karen, but I've got, I, you know, I've got a party going on. Okay. Yeah, right. So, I mean, we might go into overtime a little bit. A little bit. And it, Karen, Karen is on the line. Karen is there, right? So tell Karen she's going to be on soon. So, okay. Bonoboville Communion is right here. Right? My shot is right here. Okay. Are, uh, now, Maya, you're being very, very aggressive, like a good bonobo girl. How are you doing there, Maya? I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad to be back. Glad to be you. back in Bonoboville. <laughs> yes. You look beautiful. Thank you. Like a little goddess. I came ready for you. You came ready for me. I did. What does that mean? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you need for communion? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Sounds dirty. For communion. Okay. Well, then you well, should come up here right. and do communion. Let's show Dr. Serena Gaia how we do communion. I'm going to need a little help, though. Okay. This you can have help. I have plenty of help. Look at all the help I have. Yeah, this dress is too tight for me, so I need <laughs> Everyone to wants to help you. Help. Pick one. Yeah. <laughs> well, who's doing communion on me, or am I doing it on someone first? Is that what's going on here? Am I going first? You are okay. going to it's do whatever you like. Then I pick... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Zoe Portland, oh, yeah. who is not from Portland, is uh, okay. So come Whoa. over here. Let's Whoa. move over a little bit. Move over a little bit. Okay. And I am going to sit back here, and uh, and we are going to have these ladies here. Come sit, 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 down. sit down, sit down, right here. Okay. Now, Bonoboville Communion. As we said, it is a you know kind of. Uh, uh, take off on regular Catholic communion and instead of the body the wafer we have the salt and that is what Maya is holding in her hand the salt and of course the altar the in this case is Zoe's breasts okay because this is a big group you should show both breasts okay there you go and now you lick the altar first. First, you, first lick. you lick. Okay, this is basically a body shot for those of you who are confused. Okay, and she licks quite, quite efficiently. Very. And this is certainly an ecosexual thing here. She is actually combining eating with sex, and doing it with someone she does not know. I enjoy eating. You look good doing it too. Mm, oh yes, look at those beautiful lips. This is just an ecosexual delight. Mm-hmm. And Zoe is not from Portland, but she is Zoe Portland. And let's hear it. Zoe Portland. Okay. Thank you, Miss Portland. So that was delicious. That was Bonoboville Communion in a mouthful. And we're going to do more Bonoboville Communions. Okay, yeah, keep your, keep your top off, you know. Might as well. At, huh? Oh, she's going to go. But I want to hear from, okay, just sit quietly brothers and sisters, <laughs> children of sex. Okay, for just a couple minutes. Uh, we have on the line, um, Karen. Hi there. Hi. Uh, congratulations. Oh, Happy ecosexuality you. launch. <laughs> well, I've been launching for the last year. I've been up and down the West Coast as one of ecosexuality's poets. And we've been holding cuddle parties and Performing Cuddle parties. Yeah. Oh, well, that's our friend Reed Mahalko. Test. Yeah. Yeah. I think he started the cuddle parties. I think any, anyone who's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know this ecosexuality movement for me, everyone can cuddle. Yeah, there's no STD risk in just putting your hand on someone's shoulder and your head on someone's heart. Right. Just getting to know people. 
cuddling is is very uh, safe sex, I guess. It's it's yeah, a you know it's not really sex, but it's erotic. It's it's. Yeah. It's kind of ecosexual, you know. You're getting and some and the poems hormones. That I wrote is the first part of the book, and the title is "Open Wider." Need we say more? Open wider. Open wider, yes. Yeah. Tell us about your poem, Karen. How did it start? I wrote it over ten years ago. I had open no idea wide. what ecosexuality was. It just felt like the right thing to say. The opening of the poem is, you know, that nature is my best lover of all. And I didn't know that there was this movement that was coming about saying that the earth should be your lover instead of your mother. But there's a bit of a comedian in me, and I just find it hilarious that, as you were saying, Susan, that, you know, sex sells. And so if you say there's an ecosexuality movement, half of the people are like, I care so much about the planet, I'd do anything. And the other half of the people who show up are like, there's a kind of sex I haven't had yet? Where is it? Yeah. You know, so you put all those people together, like at the events that we're having, like Surrender, which is an ecosexuality convergence, and you, you really... And you have a movement. Yeah, you put those people together. People who don't know each other, who aren't even sure what the movement is, coming together and figuring it out. And it's very sweet. Very it's poignant. a great thing. I, I, I mean, professors and porn stars, writers and farmers, you know, <laughs> all kinds of people. No, seriously. Yeah, I mean, because you got kinds. your sex, it's you got your ecology, you got your social movement right there. Yeah. yeah. The well, thank you for putting this all together. What a wonderful show. Oh, thank you for joining yeah, us. we've been enjoying it. We're excited. We're, we're yeah. continuing our exciting ritual here, Bonoboville Communion, which you should probably do over there at the Bruce Bartlett uh, Ville here. Yeah, well, we tried. We desperately tried. You, you got to get your salt. Out. We I tried mean, so hard, we got locked out of the video. It was terrible. Oh, oh, you didn't? Okay. You tried to watch the video, but somehow, well, I don't want to get too technical, but no, we don't uh, do that. we'll, we'll we give it to you. Wanted. We wanted to see you all. Maybe next time. Okay. Well, anyway... Here we are, <laughs> uh, and we're doing Bonoboville Communion, and basically it's, it involves, you know, just uh, praying, uh, <laughs> like More a like prayer. Body it, it sounds like the tequila shots I took in college is what it sounds it like. It kind of is. You don't have to use tequila. We've been using uh, agua cocoa leaf liqueur. And what what did you take? Did you take the agua or something yeah, else? Yeah, agua. You took agua, mm -hmm. okay. Delicious. And, uh, and yes, and it involves licking. Which I do grant you is a little more, you know, kind of uh, interpersonal mm -hmm. than yeah. cuddling. Yeah. But yeah. not quite fucking. Different so, levels. You know. Do you do different it's levels, Karen? It's kind of an outer course. What is going on over sexual. there? Oh, is that these guys over there? What is going on? Oh, what, wow. what are they showing us? Puppy pile? Puppy pile. Oh. Is that Bruce? <gasps> oh, I see me. Yes. I'm on the show, too. Oh, I see. I started a little thing where I put a picture of myself tonight under your post, Dr. Susie. Oh. Yeah. Woo! Okay. I, 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 I'm, uh, I'm totally and then supportive. We've got them. Oh, that's Bruce. Okay. That's Walker and that's Karen. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. So we see it's what's done. going on now. I see the legs stroking and everything. Nice. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right, okay. Well, that's nice to see. It's uh, very inspiring. Okay, so congratulations, Karen. Thank you. I'm honored, just truly honored to be in the book. Well, we're honored to have you here on the Dr. Susan Block Show to launch Ecosexuality. And we're going to continue our Bonoboville communion and maybe see if yes. Reverend Terry is available. Let's check yeah, on Reverend We're going to check with that. So bye-bye, Bruce. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Karen. Bye, bye. Yeah. Love you, Karen. Yeah. Bye, bye. Love you, Bruce. All right. All right.
right, so who's next for Bonoboville Communion, ladies? No? I also have a very nice cucumber here, Nature's Own Dildo. Either one. Right? It turned out I took your top. Um, you think who should go? Miss Portland. Miss Portland, would you like to have your Bonoboville Communion off of Miss Maya? I would love to. Okay, I think that's a great idea, great choice. Oh, I don't need to push you into that, but I think that would be a great though. idea. Somebody All has right. to help Come her. sit down here. Okay, so this dress has got to come yeah, all the way yeah. off. I love it. Look at this here. <laughs> here we go. Whoa. <clears throat> that's ecosexual. <laughs> that's bonobo S. So yes. Maya Bonobo. Okay, so now what you do is you um, you know kind of take a deep breath and and then, okay, we're gonna just do this. Hey, Reverend Terry. Hi. Hi. Uh, speaking of religion, we are doing a, a ritual here, but I we're- I see it, I'm watching yeah. it. You're watching so, it. So, Reverend, <laughs> have you ever, do you do communion where we're in your church? I do, I do communion. You what? I do communion by facilitating sex magic rituals for people. Hang on a so second, I gotta, I gotta, you gotta up her, uh, audio okay say it again reverend terry i do do there you go my my kind of communion my kind of communion is to hold sex magic rituals sex, sex magic, magic rituals. rituals right right i, I want to tell you something susan can you see this venus this, this venus, venus right so in, in a way, Terry inspired our choice of a cover because she has a statue that imitates the, this original painting, and that's how she organizes her altar. She organizes her altar around the statue of Aphrodite, and then right. she organizes her whole temple experience around the, the pre, being a priestess of Aphrodite, and she works with other priestesses. And she organizes fabulous weekends where people really enter into this cult of Aphrodite, the goddess of love. Wow. So in a way, this Venus, you know, it, it, I, wanted to, I wanted to make Terry very happy, and that's part of the choice of this Venus on this cover. Well, it makes a lot of people happy. This is a classic Venus, uh, Venus rising from the half shell. This is Justice. Botticelli's <coughs> Venus, and uh, like I said, I'm very proud to be her bra. Right here, but really, <laughs> she is, um, of course, you know, braless. She's uh, topless. You know, free the right. nipple! Woohoo! Right. Free <laughs> the nipple! <laughs> this was a period of a uh, historical period where uh, there was a lot of effervescence, where the energy of Eros was circulating very widely and was very powerful because people. This was the early Renaissance, and people were waking up to the idea that they could love each other. After that those they didn't middle ages. Wait until they were dead, mm -hmm. you know, to for this one love, that they could love each other. So the creativity of this series is amazing. And we, we need to reawaken that kind of creativity to overcome our crisis of today. Absolutely. Know? So, Reverend Terry, your... Yeah. Sex magic. I mean, is there a description of the ritual that you could give us? Um, I could just tell you that when we raise the cone of power, we dedicate it to animals that are becoming extinct. We dedicate it to the planet herself, 
as a living being, and we teach each other to circulate love to each other in the temple and beyond the temple. So we choose different ecological crises. We choose different people who are sick. We have everybody name them, and we howl and make orgasmic noises and buzz like bees to send the energy out to the planet. So the whole point of the gathering is not just for the people to have an orgasmic experience, but to see that orgasmic energy, the circulating flow of Eros coming from the center of the planet itself, is our birthright. And we have a right to be sexually sovereign and to protect the ability to emanate love and direct it with intention and will towards the planet and other people so that we can have an ecstatic life. An ecstatic life. life. Amen and a women. And yes, send out that energy to the, uh, you know, very, very highly endangered bonobos, please. Well, and I'm sending it to you right now. All right. So we are going to do our form of, uh, of communion here, and uh, we'd love to have you on the line with us, Reverend. This is, uh, I don't know if it's magical. It's kind of mystical. Um, I guess it's magical. I, I, I think it's kind of magical, Bonoboville communion here. We have Zoe Portland, who is not from Portland, and just, we just have Maya, our our former uh, girl, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, she's she's here holding ecosexuality. I sure am. When nature inspires the arts of love, and our featured guest, of course, is Dr. Serena Gaia. And so we're going to do Bonoboville communion, and you you've already had it done on you, so now you think you can do it. All you do is you you lick the altar first, <laughs> tongue. Okay, if I get confused, I might need. I know, I know. Directions. I'm here to guide you. I, you know, they, I, I have an alms dish too. You can put some money in the alms dish. There you go. Mm, <laughs> she knows how to lick, brothers and sisters. She, she sure does. Ooh, yes. And now the salt. The salt. Okay. Here we go. This is an important part of the ritual. This is the body. And. Yes, oh, she did a little tickle with her lip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and these happen to be very lovely nipples, just happen to be. And, uh, and yes, you know, they are lovely nipples. Mm. And here she goes, okay. No, no, you lick the salt first. Right, okay. She, she loves to get yeah, it. Yeah, you have to get she it probably all needs off to be spanked. Yeah, yeah. And she downs the shot. All right, let's hear it for another Bonoboville communion accomplished. Like the pro. <laughs> uh-huh. It also happens to get you a little intoxicated. Although you could do Bonoboville communion with fruit juice. I've seen it done, right? Chelsea's yes. done it, right? You've done it. You've done it. Mhm. All right, so I don't know if that kind of communion would go in your church, uh, Doc uh, Reverend Terry, but that's what anywhere we're doing. Anywhere there's beautiful women, anywhere there's Love happening is where we are having church. Awesome! Woohoo! And uh, and what is your piece here in Ecosexuality, the collection? I have, what? I have two, two pieces, a poem called Escare and uh, an essay that I wrote with Sarah Hartson and Christina Diedrich called What Does Sex Have to Do with Ecology? Yes, yes indeed. What does sex have to do with ecology? Sex so Terry, ecology. would you like to tell us a little bit about ecopsychology? I know that you've been following yes. that development. Yes, I'm taking uh, a course in psychology at Lewis and Clark University here. And there's a lot of recent research that's happened in the last 10 years. 
where they're, of course, setting out to prove that keeping nature intact is healthy for human beings. Like after the first 20 minutes, anyone walks into the woods who's human, their peripheral vision widens, their heartbeat slows down, and they become more relaxed and more peaceful. So these are very important things. And in fact, uh, Patricia Hasback has just been doing research in, uh, in jail cells where they show images of nature to prisoners in solitary confinement. And those prisoners, just by looking at a photograph or a film of nature, become more peaceful and are happier. So they're showing all kinds of things about the importance of nature based on the E.O. Wilson's theory of biophilia and other research that shows we've co-developed with nature all this time and that there are a lot of serious psychological problems that happen in human beings when they destroy their environment. All right. Well, we oh, need fine, more now. eco-sexual therapy. Yes, we do. Yes, There's we do. Eco-therapists happening in the Pacific Northwest. So that's All right. Well, thank you so up. much Reverend Terry for your work in uh, ecosexuality, the collection, and for joining us on the Dr. Thank Susan you. Block show. Uh, amen and a women. A women. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, we're almost done or can we go into overtime, Max Captain? Yeah, yeah we can. We can keep going. Well, I don't know how much video, how much video, uh, film we have left there. We have five minutes. We're gonna, are we going to take a break? or No, we're going to keep going, I'm told. No, we only have four and minutes. Yes, and we have from the Peanut Gallery a desire for more communion. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Communion oh. is a very important kind of collaboration. Yes. Oh, oh, oh Chelsea what? wants oh, Chelsea to, wants to you me. to be her <laughs> altar. Okay. Yeah. Maya, you're I don't in demand. Mind. The other one feels lonely. Okay, here is Chelsea Bonobo, a.k.a. Chelsea Demoiselle, one of our therapists. All right, so here. Yeah, here, come, come over here. And here's, you know what, maybe uh, we should put her away. Yeah, you know, uh, put her in the snake. And let's remember to get her out for the group shot at the end. But, but put her in, just, you know, kind of. Good girl, okay. Evie. You did well. <laughs> she did. Very good actually, to see goddess she, Maya. She really Welcome was back. good. Thank you for coming and celebrating the Ecosexuality Night with Chelsea. Serena Gaia. Serena Gaia. I Isn't can't this wait. exciting to have Dr. Serena Gaia here? Chelsea, Absolutely. you've been sharing her tweets. I mean, yes. her Facebook posts for months. Times. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely part of the movement. Chelsea it's is and to be from here. Portland. Thank you for having me. Okay, so what what do you got going? Where's the song? Well, lick the beautiful breast of Goddess Maya. Lick the beautiful breast. And the salt. Salty. Whoops, I forgot. The oh, it was already sunken. Yeah, right. It starts to happen as Bonoboville Communion comes on, goes on. It gets a little more chaotic, uh, you know, as it goes on. There she goes. Chelsea is taking her communion, communing with Sister Maya. Bit me. She bit you. You can spank her for that, you know. You can. You know, I can. You are entitled Serena, to whack her. I brought her flogger, so. Right. Where's your shot? Yes, absolutely. Chelsea needs to be punished fairly frequently. 
So, hey, I thought I was gonna Dr. Serena else. Gaia has the flogger to punish you. I okay, see. you can ta take your shot okay. first, though. But, yeah, so you can tolerate it. It's a little... Yeah, look at that. Wow. Look at what Dr. Serena brought. This is not... This is, like, nice leather. Tempting. Wow. Very yeah. tempting. <laughs> Goddess Maya, do you want it on your ass, or do you want to give it? <laughs> I think I want to give it. I don't know if I can take that. But I'm willing to try. <laughs> Not now, though. It's very soft. In private, maybe. After private. hours. After party. Yeah. Or private. after party. No private. What's private? We're <laughs> this is Bonoboville. <laughs> All right. So who else wants to do communion? If, if my featured guest would like to do communion, that yes. would be. Can we get a hand to our featured yes. guest? Woo! All right. All right. So, uh, you want to give or receive? Both. You want to receive, meaning being the altar. Being the altar. Being the altar. Okay, we, we have to get yes, you on. Yes, right here, Miss Green, over here. Okay. Can I do? You want to be the Several altar, volunteers. which means you have to take your top off, Serena. Okay. Okay. <laughs> nice. Can I just add? Mmm. Mmm. This is my Woo! first time ever. Beautiful. Oh. Oh. Free the nipple. Oh. Free the nipple. Mm -hmm. Hashtag. Here we go. What, what are you crawling around? What, what? I'm <laughs> over here in a brush. I'm excited. You're excited. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like I could put this on my knowledge resume later. Yeah, wow. I'm like, I uh, licked knowledge over uh. here. I licked <laughs> revolution. All right. Oh, well, I want to know you biblically. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> right. It's like that sex between the ears, but also between the boobs. Right. Beautiful. Right. Nice. Absolutely. Where's the salt? Who's got the salt? I hope it hasn't collapsed in the bed. Oh, I have it. Okay. This oh, we have two salts. You have your choice. This okay. is my okay. first Don't time. Don't put a wet finger into the salt. Okay. Just lick this and lick. Yes, lift one nipple. There you go. There you go. Very nice. Beautiful. How's mm, she doing? Mm, she fine. Worshiping doing properly? Mm -hmm. yes, yes. Yes. You are the goddess. You are the altar. Oop, 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 oop. A little biting. Oh, Keep well. going. Keep going. Okay, it's okay. Ah. A little bit of pain. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Get those endorphins rising. Ooh. Lick, 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 lick. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, lick, 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 lick. This is like extended lickery here. We haven't even gotten to the salt yet. Ah. Yes, this is ah, crystal. Oh, you've got your salt. Okay. Mm. And now she is salting the nipple and mm. sucking mm. that down. Mm -hmm. And now she needs that drink mm. to wash it down, all that. You could keep going. It's no problem right. to keep going. We liked watching it, but we also think you should have a drink. There you go. Thank you. Down the hatch. That's lovely. Thank and you. that is Agua, Coco Leaf Liqueur, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners. The green drink. Okay. Very ecosexual. Thank you. Yes. Yes, indeed. So what uh, did you feel about your first experience of Bonoboville Communion? Being um, the altar? I felt uh, my Ayurvedic Ayurvedic um, voice come out. Did you notice? <laughs> Ooh, that's Ayurvedic. 
It's, it's very healing. Mm -hmm. It's like when you it find the sound of your violin, you know, in a in a sexual moment of ecstasy, you know, when you get into this orgasmic plateau, you you start, um, you know, your violin starts to play, so your true voice comes out. Absolutely. It's a, uh, yes. Ayurvedic yes. Healing, like a, healing. The body is an instrument. So she sent me right into this Ayurvedic um, voice. Wow. Did you know you could do that, Crystal? <laughs> Play the Ayurvedic violin. <laughs> Last week you played the Sibian uh, pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I enjoy the art of teasing someone. I think mm. that it's one of those things mm. that, like, I want to make you, like, feel what other people need to stick their dicks down people's throat to feel by just barely touching you. Now, right. Right. was there a mention of a dick? Yeah, there <laughs> definitely was, and that is very phallic, Dr. Susie. Yeah. I mean, well, you, I mean, it's I've, nature's I've, own dildo. I mean, I, I've done that. I mean, I have documentation of that, actually. It's pretty hot. Doing a, a cucumber. I'm like, ah, it's pretty, it's pretty um, in the moment, raw, for sure. Yeah, raw. <laughs> Very raw. Right. Why not? Hey, well, I don't want a cooked vegetable up there, that's for sure. <laughs> no, no, it, it should be raw and hard. And hard right. and mm. stiff. Yeah, and by the way, if you need to put a condom on it, can I have that bowl, please? I'm going to do a little shout-out to Glide. Glide uh, condoms, ecosexual, and yes, they are vegan and um, no chemicals, no cruelty to animals. They are cruelty-free. No bonobos have been tortured or any, not even a cockroach, nobody. Nobody's been tortured to... Okay, you have to ask your questions on a microphone, Dark Phoenix. You know that. Spank him. Okay, so, yeah. New producer spanks old producer. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> so, but have the bonobos actually used the glide protection? No, no, no. They, they sort of, uh, they, they, they use the rhythm method, and okay. it works very well. They actually do not reproduce a whole lot, which, you know, I mean, is a problem Low in zoos. But no, they, they, they have a lot of sex for recreation. They have sex all different times of year, just like humans. They hide their estrus. So uh, right. they, you know, really have a lot of uh, just fun sex. <laughs> yeah. I think smart people need to keep reproducing, and that's kind of the issue. They're so intelligent, and they're so progressive that, like, they're not producing because it's like there's this issue with, like, we're so intelligent, we don't want to have kids. I don't agree with that. See, here's the thing. You say smart people need to reproduce. Everybody thinks they're smart, right? <laughs> and so that means Ego. everybody's reproducing. And there's too much reproducing. And it's not so bad if some smart people adopt, peop ad adopt children that need homes because dumb people are reproducing. Because let me just say this, there are too many people reproducing. <laughs> and if the smart people want to stop, that's just fine. We need more bonobos. We need more cockroaches, for God's sake. We don't need more people. So, you know, <laughs> that whole argument, the smart people need to reproduce, that's a totally Republican argument against abortion. Against it's it's. I'm sorry, honey, but she I do not you're agree. You're running the wrong way, Dr. Susie. Yeah. She's not saying that. She's no, I know. But <laughs> I know. I, I totally agree with you. I think the smart people should reproduce. No. I'm the dumb I, people shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> just because you think you're smart you know, doesn't mean you're smart. I don't you know? think that just because you're smart you should reproduce. A lot of times if you're smart, that means you should like mother a book. 
that might mean you should put your energy into something else besides another squalling mouth that needs to be fed and needs to use up plastic and needs to use up, you know, carbon emissions and all kinds, or needs to set off carbon emissions. I mean, it, it's... I, I just think there's uh, there needs to be a little more support you, you know, for not uh, reproducing, you, you for know, putting your sexual energy into recreation. So you know, you know what? Uh, I'm a smart person, but I was so dumb when I reproduced, <laughs> and I listened to my grandmother, and I listened to my mother, I, and I listened to my mother. And you got to have children. You got to have children. There were one billion people when I was born. There are now seven billion people and, and we and respect wait, wait, the wait, mamas wait. and this earth and but. this earth cannot support and will not support a triple and double that as we keep reproducing just to be reproducing and then when i took my children to my grandmother and said here's your grandchildren she said i'm busy i can't take care of them tonight well thanks a lot mom so too many people, way we're, too many we, people. We're all for the moms, we're all for supporting the moms, we're all for having you know, childcare in the workplace uh, and pregnancy leave and all that good stuff to support the moms. But you know what? Let's support the people that don't want to be moms, even That's if correct. they're smart. Let's support the people that don't want to be dads, even if they're smart. And let's, let's support them putting their smartness into helping to raise other people's children. I definitely they need support it. them all the way, totally 100%. There you you go. were saying so good you were, girl. You were making. A, you were saying something. What were you saying? Um, I think it was more. It didn't come across in the right way. It was just that, like. No, it did. I just got on my soapbox. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's so okay. It's okay. You support moms. You support smart people exactly. having kids. That's cool. I don't. I'm a, I'm a no. free love <laughs> kind of person. I love everything. Yeah. You know, except for violence. Are you a mom? I'm not. But this lovely, yeah. beautiful partner of mine oh, is a mother oh of five. Right. Five? Hot, fucking Well, wait a second. Oh. That's not fair. The whole body only thing. How did, how did you have five kids Only come out four of, that? of them came out. Wow. Okay. And one I adopted. Okay. So. Well, cool for you for adopting yes. the one. And the so four beautiful. kids. Yeah. I'm a mother of three. It's a little too many, but you know, you're, it's okay, and I'm glad you're making a good living as a porn star. Well, thank you. Good for you. Yes. Gotta support those kids, you know? Wow. All right. Okay, so uh, yeah, we, we are, we're supportive of all different types of procreation, but also recreation. You know, sexual recreation and what? I need to do Bonoboville Communion. I want to do it on everybody's titties, though. Right? Okay, I'll pull mine out. Everyone pull out their titties. Okay, uh, agua, too. Yes, baby. Okay, we're going to have one final Bonoboville Communion. Or maybe a few. Maybe some people haven't had them. And, uh, and then we're going to wrap things up. What time is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got about 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, can, can we have a complete uh, free the nipple? Can I, can I do Bonoboville communion from you? Have you done your Bonoboville communion? Yeah. Can well, I, yeah, I mean, but you could take. I'm already You haven't taken yet. I have. I have received. Oh, you mean to give, to give and you take. You haven't licked someone else. Oh, I will. You I will? will. Okay. Yeah. Would you like to do that? I mean, I should be a good host. Yeah, I was going to do I'll mine. Do, I'll do, do You want to do, do that now? Yes, yeah? of course. You want to do yeah, mine? Yeah, of okay. course. Okay, here we go. When? Here we go. Dr. Serena Gaia. Not now, when. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, baby, now. Not here, where? Okay. 
So, oh, she's on her knees, just like a prayer. A little more out, yes. Beautiful. Oh, she sucks so well. Just the right amount of tea. Mm. That's what you need for a good Bonoboville communion is tongue, 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 and a little bit of tea. Okay, but you know, this is a show. We're on the air, so we have to keep going. Okay. 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 Oh, now the salt. Beautiful. I could have gone on and on and on, but okay, hold this for a second. Yeah. Okay, a little too much salt. Yeah, she's. And the salt. Mmm. All right. Nice. Mmm. Beautiful. And here you go. Turn around for the camera. And a toast to ecosexuality. Yeah. Dr. Serena Gaia, Bonoboville Communion. All right. Now I'm going to take mine. Oh, okay, I'll drink okay. that. <laughs> She'll have yours. <laughs> I want, I want all. Yeah, I'm gonna go around. Nipples, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm gonna, all three nipples. Uh, all, th all three nipples. <laughs> oh, all three nipples. All three nipples. I, w I would like that. I mean, this is a yeah, consensual yeah. operation. Free so the we need to ask yes, politely if you could free your nipples. So, okay. I'm trying. I have this tight corset on. <laughs> all right. So I'll I'll turn here and I'll start with um, Maya. Mm. And I'm, I'm going to, I would like to savor each of your nipples as Dr. Serena Gaia did and as you've all been doing, but I, I think I don't have a lot of time, so I might just do quickies. <laughs> um, but I don't mind. You don't mind? You're, yeah, you don't Ooh, want me to go too one. long or I could bite hard like Ooh. Chelsea did. Maybe I want you to bite. Oh. <laughs> 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 Just for that little scream. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Beautiful. Hey, Dr. Mm. Susie? Yes. Yeah, we just uh, put on two more tapes on each of the cameras, so we got oh. we got enough, uh, and about an hour left <laughs> of... Uh, you can enjoy those boobs as oh. much as you want. Quite a few shots. Mm. That well, then. Quite a few so nipples. Since we have some more time, I think I'll... Uh, Someone needs to pour Take some one of my skirts off. Doctor. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even gotten to my agua. Mm, Chelsea, you bad girl. Ah! Mm. My, oh my, you're feeling your something tonight. Mm. Bananas. That's for biting Maya. Mm. <laughs> oh, and the new girl, Miss Portland, yes. who hasn't even been to Portland. No, I've never gone. Okay, you should visit Bruce Bartlett. <laughs> I would love to. If he would have me. Leave the kids at home, though. Well, Yum. Or go to Mead Hall. Dungeon. No, I'm, I really love it when we have moms on. With, you know, it's 
supporting themselves as porn stars. I think that's great. Ah, the star nipples yeah, I here. I have Crystal Green, who had an incredible, beautiful orgasm last week on the Sibian. It was just uh, astounding. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna do another. Well, I would like that. Yeah, in the in the yeah, we're gonna do that. Okay, <laughs> and of course, <laughs> two stars. I know oh. I didn't forget the salt. You do the licking first. Well, then I you prepare the altar. You just sent me into a state, Miss Susie. Yeah, those are mama titties, I have to say. <laughs> All right, new producer. It's my first time, I'm nervous. Ah, oh, it is your first time. <laughs> Virgin. She's a new producer. Okay, so procrastinate. Okay, here she goes, titties. Mwah. Mwah. And. And mm. yummers. Ooh, all right, Elizabeth. And my featured guest of honor, Gaia. Dr. Serena Gaia. Wait a minute. It's Hi, my Liz. turn now. Ooh, all right, bring those titties over here. Up. No. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Scalpel. <laughs> oh, look at how I made it hard. Wow. Right? Did you see it before and now you see it after? Mm. Mm. Mm, yummy. Okay. Now I deserve a drink, right? Okay. Bonoboville oh. Communion All launching right. Ecosexuality. Yes. What? One more what? I'm not going to... There's another shot waiting for you. I'm quite drunk enough, thank you. <laughs> it's all this pheromones. Mm. All right. So, uh, so where are we audience. at now? Maybe ha someone from the audience needs to join us. Someone, you think, do you have someone in mind? Yeah. Well, I see Who some we have gorgeous, in the audience? some gorgeousness. Gorgeous young ladies or I mean, young men. Please. Could Can we you have free a young the nipple man? for us? Hashtag. I think we should pick out Morticia over there. She's looking hot. Oh, that's no problem. That's never been a barrier before. There we go. Nice. Oh. What's going on out there? Please. <laughs> oh, these are, wait, wait, these are your friends? Yes, they, they are my friends. Ah, no wonder they're so cute. They're just so shy. They're shy. I asked them to be with me, but they're too shy, so I'm not going to force anyone. They're also government workers. But it's their first time yeah. here, so maybe next time, you they know? Can, right. They can do communion women, aren't there? Oh, 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 men? that reminded me, just saying that, um, Serena, Dr. Serena Gaia, when you first got your visa to America, what was it they demanded that you not be a communist and a homosexual? Yeah, that was in 1981. And in order to become a graduate student at the University of California, Riverside, I had to sign this paper that I had never been a communist or a homosexual. Wow. And I don't know what the connection <laughs> was between communists and homosexuals, because it's not like communism is very favorable to homosexuality. You know, I but I signed, even though 
what can I say? I I had never experienced anything beyond the straight borders then, so I could, in good faith. <laughs> no, no, that's sign. fine to sign something like that. That's like a Jew <laughs> saying, "I'm not Jewish in Nazi <laughs> Germany." Kia. I think it's quite okay. And Thank you know, you. you're you're polysexual anyway. Homosexual is too confining. And but uh, but a communist was different because oh, communist, yeah. Uh, in Italy at that time, we had the largest volunteer communist party of history. Yes, yes indeed. It was about 30, more than 30% of the population that chose the communist party among 12 parties. And you come from a political family. And I come from a political family. Your dad? My father was a senator and he was part of that party but he wasn't carded. He chose to be independent within that party to prove that it was a party that wasn't dogmatic. So that was one of the Happiest times in Italy, I think the whole political scene was very interesting. Yeah. When was this? In 1978, when uh, your husband was there. Yes. When, <laughs> uh, when we, moved, there. we moved from Holland mm -hmm. to Italy because there was a good chance that perhaps the communist might win. And yeah. so we moved ourselves to La Maga Circe in right. the San Felice Circeo. That's and where Ulysses was stuck for a year with this woman that he was <laughs> enthralled with, the Maga Circe, the magician. The Maga Circe. Yeah, the witch. Yeah. From yes. the Odyssey, from the Odyssey, yeah. the story from yeah. the Odyssey. And we the did Odyssey, right, right. Yeah. And she turns the men into pigs, That's you know? correct. And yeah, every, right. night, <laughs> every night after dark... When That's what she does. Yeah, she, she bewitches them. And, and you can watch... She makes them into hogs. You can, you can watch... snorting hogs. You can anyway. watch. You can watch the workers when sundown comes, sunset. You can see all their cars coming down because they don't want to be up there. And then after a certain hour, we lived, of course, in like a twenty-some odd bedroom villa with huge terraces. Mm. And then you would hear the boar, the wild pigs, or people who are um, in love with a jerk geothermic fire, fire because mm -hmm. there is a volcano. volcano so you can yeah. connect at the same time with the geothermic fire from you know from the volcano and with the, the water. You mean like Pompeii? Uh, right, Pompeii was uh, a result of the geothermic fire. And that's very fire. near Naples, right? Right, yeah. right. So there are all these Ketonian forces there that mm. you connect that you connect with. All right. Yeah. And y you know, just something funny and kind of interesting. You know where speed bumps come from? Speed bumps. Speed bumps come from Pompeii. And the reason they had speed bumps, they had very narrow streets. And the chariots would race uh, through these little streets. So they put speed bumps in there. And All if right. you raced with the chariot, your whole chariot would tip over. So everybody <laughs> had to... <laughs> <laughs> So that's where speed bumps come from. There I you go. See. They didn't want to be disturbed <laughs> while they were having those orgies, right? Right, <laughs> right. while they're having their orgies right. and taking their baths and you know, doing all those kinds of things. Pompeii was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was totally beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. The classics are coming back, you know? And, uh, of course, the Renaissance, when uh, uh, Botticelli. Mr. Botticelli, Botticelli did his uh, Venus here, also Aphrodite to the Greeks. Yeah, it was a, was a kind of a renaissance of the Greco-Roman classics, which of course is much more <coughs> ecosexual, you could say, than 
I guess, the one God religions in a way. You I know, don't know. I don't want to get too let into me, religion. Let me add something here just out of my Neapolitan, uh, my Neapolitan uh, background. There was a philosopher, his name was Gaetano Filangieri. He wrote Gaetano Filangieri, yeah. your ancestor. Right. He wrote six books called The Science of Politics. In one of these books, aside from uh, the theory of state education, uh, the theory of balance of power, one of the things that he says in this book, any culture or society that does not respect nature will not survive. I, I, I hope you respect that I have a cucumber for a dick. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I think it's... it's, it's, it's but that's it's very, it's very, it's very wise in a way, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. It's true that we, you know, what we were saying of the ecosexual weddings, mm -hmm. you know, nature is not just a backdrop to our love. It is the host of our loves. There would be no love if there was no place to host it. Mm -hmm. You know, so yes, nature, uh, if we want to be a culture that survives, we need to respect nature. We well, need to really integrate with, uh, with its cycles, connect with, their, with its metabolism. And you, you kind of see this now in California after four years of drought mm -hmm. that we have not respected nature. And you see it, you know, I saw it so much in the San Luis Obispo Mountains when... I was horseback riding, which was a lot of fun for me. Yeah. I, I have to apologize to the horse. But, <laughs> I mean, I'm not that heavy. But, I mean, I, I felt bad that I was a, I, this, had, this horse had to carry me. But I must say, yeah, it feels really good. You Little know? did they know who were horseback <laughs> riding Yeah, with. oh, it's man, it's like riding a natural Sibian. I'll tell you, I love horseback riding. So it you rode so till much you got fun. off. What? So you rode till you got off. I rode till I got off, oh, yeah. It's like yeah. in the Bonobo Way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that was when I actually had sex on a horse hot. with a guy. Um, he. That's was from your book. Uh, yeah. He. Uh, we were riding through the forests or the woods of New England, and he was holding me from behind and giving it to me as the horse was trotting and galloping through the autumn leaves. It was beautiful. I felt like I was really having sex with the ancient centaur, and they were kind of yeah. wild creatures. You know, half man, half half horse it's true so but on this horse where i was having a pretty ecosexual time i was just appalled to see the burned out hills devastated just dead everything it's just oh, wow. uh, you know. and along the, the railroad tracks you could also see the death of the trees that had no water and they were dying of thirst beautiful beautiful eucalyptus trees that were just Dried out and, and dried dying. out yeah. forests of eucalyptus trees that were dying. All I mean, it just right. it's just really a shocker. And I recommend the trip for anyone who needs mm. to know why we need to get ecosexual, ecological, environmentally responsible. You know, this book, Ecosexuality, is Ooh. about waking up all the senses, including your sense of responsibility towards your lover, the earth. Love the earth you make love on. That's what we've got to do if we want our culture to last. One of the movements that are parallel to ecosexuality is a movement of permaculture. And permaculture is, in a way, ecosexuality is the permaculture of human relationships. But what is permaculture? Permaculture is a way to grow things the way nature does. Instead of having big plantations, industrial agriculture, which sucks 
sucks uh, entire regions dry. That's why California is dry. It's because of the industrial agriculture. With permaculture, mm. you follow the patterns of nature and you allow different plants to support each other, and then you harvest what you need. So uh, it's a parallel movement. And in a way, we Absolutely. are relearning to create permaculture of relationships okay. in ecosexuality as we also promote the idea of, of small-scale farming, you know, um, subsistence agriculture, generating, growing ur urban gardens, yes. you know, producing our own foods, as I've seen that you do up here. We do. Tomatoes. We're growing tomatoes right? and basil and yeah. lemons. So this is part Hashtag. of the ecosexual movement. Cucumbers. It really is part of the ecosexual movement. Mm. Oh, thank it's you. a big one. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, how much time do we have? I mean, we've gone into overtime as much as we want. Well, well we, we do want to. As the agua lasts. What, what? This oh, is our ex-producer no, saying is we don't have as much as we want. Can Captain Max, is that? Oh, we have a request. The, the course of We probably have, a, we have a probably about another half hour. We have another half hour. hour. Yeah. Probably. Uh, I, I yeah. Maybe someone should have sex with this dildo. No. I mean, <laughs> cucumber. It's against uh, the law in California to have sex with a vegetable, please. Is it illegal? It's illegal in California to have Not sex with... Not really. I think <laughs> that would, I no, mean, it's illegal in California to have sex with a vegetable. That's very unecosexual. Really? It's not, yeah. it's not <gasps> consensual sex. <laughs> oh my well, gosh. I mean, you could say that you know eating a vegetable is not consensual. That's correct. Either. That's that's why it's so <laughs> stupid. I mean, I don't know that the vegetable wants to be eaten. Hustler actually has started a campaign saying stop vegetable abuse, go to Hustler and buy a dildo. It, it, it's That's on, no, just silly. It's on billboards in Los Angeles, I guarantee you. <laughs> no, I believe it, but it's... It's, it's a cartoon They're just cucumber. trying to be cute. Yeah, yeah I've seen it. I know. Stop oh. vegetable harassment. Yeah. Go to Hustler. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's, that's very nice. And I hope it's an eco-sexual dildo. I mean, you know... Without cruelty to so animals. is that a no on the cucumber fucking then? On no, the it is, is not at all. I don't see that there's a no alert? on the cucumber. You can, you, you can do it in private if there's such a thing as privacy nowadays. If your telephone is not looking at you, <laughs> and uh, uh, if you're into breaking the law, but you can't do it on on film really. Breaking the law. What about uh. titty fucking with a cucumber? Is that legal? Because no insertion. Okay, no insertion. Okay. All right, so uh, we'd like to have a volunteer for titty fucking right with the cucumber. Here, I think there's a gorgeous one in front of us. Yes, would right you like here, to do that? You're a professional. Fucking. Yes, yeah. I think there I can do this. And perhaps right. I, 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 I just want to tell you oh, something about. No. Where'd Maya go? Maya, where are you going? Uh, going in the back uh, room. Oh, no, the bathroom. Right, okay. She'll be right back, folks. Don't come yet. And okay, don't go away. So I can't insert the cucumber into my mouth to get it wet. Yes, you can. Yeah, that I you say can do. you can. That's you related can. to okay. eating. Right. Come on. And can you can also do whatever you want with the cucumber. That's my opinion. <laughs> there she is, sucking that cucumber like a pro. She has been around cucumbers before, this Zoe <laughs> Portland. <laughs> she really time. knows her cucumbers. This is a pretty big cucumber, but not it the is. biggest. It is a big one. It's it is. It's not fat. a pickle, that one. Yeah. It's it's definitely uh, not not <laughs> one of those baby Persian cucumbers. This is a big old American cucumber. 
Just keep in mind that that cucumber has to drink about five gallons of water to grow up. Don't think about that. Just enjoy the cucumber. It's a large, size extra large, going between her boobs. Whoa. Interesting. Very, Let's very move the cameras in deep. Let's go yeah. in. Where, where's our cameras? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there you this go. This is not NBC. Oh, We're, this is, this is a cucumber, cucumber sex. having sex with, with some boobs. breast boobs. Right. Beautiful ones. Mm. Eat your vegetables, kids. <laughs> yeah, I think all, a lot of people are going to eat Serena, their vegetables after this. Dr. Serena, yeah. this is why people sometimes don't come on our show. They're afraid of it. <laughs> So, what do you cucumber. think of the cucumber? I thought it was tasty and big, but not not the biggest I've had. Not the biggest? No. No, that's a pretty big one. You've had it, penises bigger than that one. I might have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah one or two, maybe. Yeah. You want to name names? Uh, no. Not I mean, really. Fellow porn stars, right? You don't want to shout them out? Well, I'll give a shout out to Jack Napier. Jack Napier, all right, yeah, he's got yeah, a cucumber. Yeah. He definitely has a out. big cucumber. Yeah. I almost feel like it's a small animal. Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Exhibition yes. of his arm says Dark Phoenix. Mm, I don't know because I, I felt it, and it seems to have an artery running through it, and not just a vein. I I, I just want to say something right now because. Go ahead. You know, after all these years of of my work in this business, I have a great respect for women who they now call porn stars. They are really the uh, the the shock troops that have changed much of the world. And like Annie Sprinkle, like Annie Sprinkle, yes. And the bravery and 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 Nina Hartley, who will be here next week for summer solstice. And the struggles. Join us with Nina Hartley, yeah. The struggles and the shaming and the the jailing uh, of of women who have taken up, in essence, sex work. Right. You know, and yes, many of them do it Mm -hmm. for the money. And of course, we all we're all capitalists, sort of. Although I'm a communist socialist, so so, but. They have changed the world. They have changed, and they have empowered women. They have empowered women. It's the first time since, I'm 72 almost, it's the first time that I hear, when I grow up, I'm going to be a porn star. (laughs) (laughs) And that... (laughs) We do hear that sometimes. Yeah. And I I never heard that when I was a kid, you know? No. I want to come in here. When I teach my course on, on the humanities... From mm-hmm. the point of view of love, one of the heroes that my students become familiar with <laughs> is a famous courtesan from Venice, ah. uh, Veronica Franco, who was a poet. Ah, Veronica and Franco. And she saved her city twice. Yeah. Ah. You know, she saved her she saved her city from the Turks because she slept adeptly with the King of France. And the, Fra- the King of France loaned his navy to the city of Venice, who didn't have an army. Ah. Right. Yes, See, yes, the, yes. the city of Venice didn't Wonderful. build army. Right. So, but then it didn't an army, <laughs> and she, she convinced uh, the king of France without many arguments. In bed, she did that, and then she saved the city from the Inquisition as well. Because when the Inquisition yes. arrived, mm. um, 
she was accused of witchcraft. Mm. But then she she confessed. She confessed that to her, love was a prayer, and um, and and um, then she claimed that she had no accomplices. But then her favorite lover got up and he said he was an accomplice and he was a oh. senator. But then the thing is that all the senators had been her lovers, so they all stood up. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> the Inquisition oh, couldn't jail everyone, <laughs> and so it left. That's so a in a way, we, we, we really don't know. We really Often we don't know what these women have done in the way of really uh, shaping our history, shaping the future I of their cities. But they were extremely powerful. And today it's the same. I feel the same admiration for many women who are sex workers, who mm-hmm. have been sex workers, or porn stars, and then really bring this knowledge, the knowledge of the erotic, to the world and to their clients and to people in general. And that's Absolutely. a little bit what I wanted echo. to touch on. Yeah. Like, growing up, I had very little education about sex and was basically told, don't have sex. And when it was found out that I was having sex, I had gotten on birth control and they got rid of it, threw it away, and said, don't do that again. And I feel like so much um, of the un- the uneducated um, children who grow up not having any knowledge about sex leads to this cycle that we go through. And, and um, I make sure to pass on knowledge to my children, and they know what I do and not you know, it's age specific, but my oldest I had when I was 15, so I was young, and um, he's well aware of what I do and does not look down on me. He's a very, very intelligent, wonderful son, and he has no children, so. That's amazing. Let's hear it for Mama here. Awesome Mama. Very good, awesome Mama. mama. Very good, And, and it sounds like you had a little tough start there, so. Yeah, you know? and I, I grew up different than some people. We all grew up different, but sure. my reality, I thought was normal, was far from it. And it took me until I got into the adult industry that I started to educate myself more. And um, now I seek knowledge to, it takes up all my spare time, sex and knowledge. There you go. They're well, related. Th- these, the are the women, these are the women. Uh, these are the. These uh, are the. No, it's to have sex. Uh, these are the boots on the ground. These are the, the women are the what have changed the world, and and they're changing men, and they're changing societies, and uh, you know I grew up around just a bunch of wonderful hookers every morning, and I would hear their stories, and and I was so charmed, and I was 15 years old, and I thought. This is great. This is great. I want to be on that side. Mm. On that side. I don't want to be on this other side. And uh, and by so the way, uh, prostitution is not exclusive to humans. Animals do it everywhere. You know, I mean, all kinds of animals say, you know, I'll have sex with you if you give me some food. You know, and usually it's the male that gives the food to the female. I mean, in almost all animals, but bonobos. Bonobos, the females are often the ones who give the food because they get first dibs on the food hey, because the females are empowered and they will give the food sometimes to the boys or the girls to have whatever kind of sex they want. That's why I work here. That's right. Because you give me all the, the food. The girls pick up the check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but you know what, Serena? I, I grew up Empower in Italy. Empower the females, boys. You'll get laid more. It's good. I grew up in Italy when prostitution was actually legal, and you could see the bordellos by the tiles, the colorful tiles that were around the doors. <laughs> and then the American yeah. ambassador, I forgot her name, and American pressure mm -hmm. made them outlaw mm -hmm. prostitution. Now, by the way, prostitution of the kind we're talking about is much less nefarious than the prostitution that our politicians practice in service of the lobbyists from the defense industry and the corporations that are choking us. Well, that's us. a treacherous prostitution. And uh, speaking of which, um, yet yeah, our favorite dildo, Bill Clinton's <laughs> wife, just <laughs> declared her candidacy. <laughs> and we have mixed feelings about Hillary, but... Did you, know. you ask Billy uh, how, what he thinks? Uh, Billy, you know, Billy's you happy <laughs> to just get back in the White House and get those interns. I mean, <laughs> you know, he's happy. He's happy to do what a dildo does, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Nina Hartley, by the way, who is our guest next week, she is starring in a porn, right? She does do lectures all over the place at colleges and everything, but she's still in porn, and she's playing Hillary Clinton in a movie called... Hillary Clinton gets the black vote uh -huh. by there Dog Fart right. Productions. Yes. And, of course, it's an interesting film with uh, Nina and a bunch of African-American actors. And, uh, yeah, we'll be talking to Hillary next. Um, to Hillary. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Nina. You know, I have a Not feeling Hillary. she's going to be Hillary for a few years now. Anyway, love well, you, Bill. Speaking of blacks and Max, did you know that there was an unarmed homeless black man shot in Venice Beach about three weeks ago? I'm well aware of it. Okay. And... Uh, let me just say before, because uh, I always end a program like this, we have uh, what was called uh, a while back in history, it was called either the black shirts of Mussolini or the Gestapo of Hitler. And we have a situation in this country where the police are out of hand. Mm. They kill more people it's it's unheard of in a modern, advanced society that the police just shoots people, murders them. They need to learn the bonobo way of anger yeah. management. And you know what? We have all learned that if there's a video camera on us, we should be careful. The police have not learned that. No, so, so we're getting all these videos <laughs> of them like so being how totally dumb brutal. are you? And my mother said to me during the Red Brigades, <clears throat> she said. Massimo, Sentimpo, listen to me. Don't hurt the police. How do you say that in Italian? Massimo, non, non Massimo. uccidere la polizia perché non sanno quello che stanno facendo. They, mm. know they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. That sounds like something that God <coughs> said to Jesus, right? <laughs> they know not what they do. Yeah, they're oh dumb. Forgive in other words, them. Said. <laughs> something like that, yeah. Right, yeah. right? Anyway, don't yeah. forgive them too much. We can take them to task. And, and we want to we want to blame the police, but frankly, we need to blame ourselves. And it's the first time in a long time where we're starting to stand up and say, no, a public servant cannot do that. They cannot do that. In Los Angeles today, they ruled that the guy that killed the poor black guy downtown in, in the Mission District down there, they ruled that it was, uh, uh, it was okay, that uh, there was reason to kill him. Mm. Really? No. 
And the police commission, everybody was going, oh, and the cops are all going, well, you know, uh, we had to kill them. And nobody stands up and says to these people who are our servants, you cannot, you will not do that. So we're all in, we're all in the conspiracy. Well, we are, but there are more and more people standing yes. up. And, and they're, they're out in the streets they're, now. They're out right. in the streets, yeah. and the videos are circulating on social media. Right. And, you know, you can't hide now. And uh, anyway. Yeah, well, my, my connections in the African-American world tell me that this is the tip of an iceberg. Yeah, In other words, when we see what we see on the videos is the tip of an iceberg, and so it's now we finally see the tip. Before the entire iceberg was was not submerged, visible. right? So now at least we see the tip, and we can size the iceberg. Yeah, you know. I mean, well, there keeps, awesome. uh, you know, Sorry I mean, they were lynching people in the twenties. So well, techno technology goes two ways. Now, technology allows us to see what is really going on. Mm. You know, so. All right, so I think we're going to hear, you know, uh, say good night to good everybody. Night. So everybody, everybody should come up here who's been on the show, so you can yeah, say goodbye. Come on, come on back, come on back, come on back. Don't don't Beautiful. get too dressed yet. We're, we are going to get dressed in a Where's minute. Where's Maya? Maya. 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 Okay, Maya. and Maya. the lovely Crystal. Okay. Crystal Green. Yes, and. You're taking a picture of who? And Elizabeth. Who are you taking Aston. a picture of? Oh, oh, oh we're going to get pictures. Yeah, okay. we will. Well, okay, Maya? but right now, there we're not. Is. I'm There's talking, so I don't look good when I talk with, when we're taking a picture. Because we're about <laughs> to wind up the show. And then what we're going to do is we're going to have group pictures okay. where everybody kind of poses. Okay. But let's just say, uh, everybody give a little shout out to your Twitter or your website or whatever? Um, give a shout out to my headdress making business, which is um, headdress Goddess making. of Love by Hipsy Gypsy. It's, that's the whole thing that you put, Facebook.com, Goddess of Love by H-I-P-S-Y, G-Y-P-S-Y. Um, yeah, check it out. I'm going to give a shout out to, check me out on Twitter, Facebook, at Zoe Portland. Sometimes with an XXX. And passed on. Thank you for sharing Thank your you very so personal much. story so there, Zoe. That oh. was great. Okay? Thank you. Yeah, good luck to you. <laughs> Thanks. And Chelsea Ra, also known as Chelsea Bonobo, I'm here for all your taboo needs on phone or webcam at the Dr. Susan Block Institute. Very good. No, I don't need one here. Ah. What are you, you're going to shout out. Miss <laughs> Producer. I'm Elizabeth Aston, the new producer for the Dr. Susan Block Show. Call me. Happy to be yeah. here. Uh, call me anytime for your needs on the phone as well as Chelsea. We can even also do a, a double. That's right. We could do a double anytime. And uh, <laughs> you can reach I'll us be sure on the call. <laughs> we can you can reach me on the phone and always tune in live at bonoboville.com. And Miss Maya, what are you promoting? Uh, you, Dr. Susie. Oh, good choice. And, and Dr. Serena Guy. Very good yeah, choice. Okay. Yes, them. And you can find me here in Bonoboville. Woohoo! All right. And now our guest of I have a shout out. You have several shout I outs. have a new website called serenagaya.org. And 
there I am presenting my new series of plural weddings of ecosexual love for all communities and bonobovilles and intentional groups that would like a program that really brings them together in love with their ecosystems and each other. And that's on serenagaya.org. Nice. And, of course, the book, you're sitting on it. And Yes. <laughs> oh, and there are uh, four copies out there. I don't want to take them back. They're on a special for $12 tonight. <laughs> on sale! Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, ecosexuals and bonobos, uh, thank you so much for joining us in your home, your cardboard box, your mansion in Portland, or wherever you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I am so, so happy to launch this beautiful book, Ecosexuality, When Nature Inspires the Arts of Love. Thank you, Deborah Adampol, Kamala Devi, Charles Eisenstein, Annie Sprinkle, Elizabeth Stevens, and many others. And of course, Dr. Serena Gaia and <coughs> Lindsay Hageman. Thank you so much for launching this book. Thank you for putting this book together, collaborating for this book that is is the is the manifesto for a movement for the eco-sexual movement the movement that combines sex hot sex and cool sex with ecology with you know love in the earth we make love on that's right so uh, um, yes max well you were no, nobody uh, asked uh, me uh, no, oh go ahead go ahead before i do no, my yeah, final nobody sum up asked go me ahead where they could where do we find, find you? Me. My name is Happy Max, <laughs> and I live in Bonoboville, and okay. that's where you can find me. Okay. And Thank you. Where do we find you, Dark Phoenix? You're here. Dark Phoenix. You can find Dark Phoenix um, at the Dr. Susie Block Institute. I am a therapist. That's if right. If you do feel the need to call he is a and talk to and a, a male, fine one. I, I, I am uh, available at all times. But I did want to say thank you sincerely coming on to the show and taking time out of your busy schedule to be on the show with us and promote your book. Thank you so much. Yay. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. <laughs> so, get it. The book, Ecosexuality, the collection. Tell your libraries to order it. Uh, get it on Amazon. You know, hopefully through our affiliate code. You know, go through our site. Get it out there. <laughs> and out get, there. It, get it over at the bar if you're in the room. Uh, and make like bonobos, not baboons. Make love, not war. Make love to someone you love tonight, even if that someone is you. I love you. See the clap sign. Woo! You can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves. But my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. 
Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web. 